first verse. And if you see people who are standing up, that's just a custom we have here. We stand for the reading of the word of God because we stand for everything else. When you got it, say, I got it. The Bible says the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone, you alone know then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Verse 7 says, so I prophesied it as I was commanded and I was prophesying. There was a noise, a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. There was no air in them. There was no life in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied it as, I, as he commanded me. And breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on the feet, a vast army. Father God, in the name of Jesus, let your spirit fall fresh in this house tonight. Let your spirit fall fresh in this house tonight. God, Spirit of the living God, come against anything that's causing people to feel like what's hanging on to them, the chain that's attached to them is stronger than them. Let them know you as the chain breaker tonight and then let them get a hunger for you that makes them say, I can do it. I can break it. I can change. I can shift the trajectory of my family. I can shift the trajectory of my mind, my spirit. I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Let them receive this power tonight. And in all things we ask, in Jesus' precious name, everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. On your way, sitting down, tell, tell your neighbor, say it with your chest. <laughs> say it with your chest. Say it one more time. Say it with your chest. Woo. I guess I'm going to be Kevin Hart today. <laughs> say it with your chest. Don't say the other part, <laughs> for those of y'all who know Kevin Hart is. Say it with your chest. What do, what do I mean by say it with your chest? You know, when I was writing this sermon, I was preparing this sermon for um, a group of young adults in Columbus, and then for this week, you know, it came to me how much stuff that we whisper to spiritually that we should probably holler at. We whisper to so many issues in our lives. We say, please, depression, please leave me. Please, anxiety, please leave me alone. When we ought to prophesy to it and say, I'm not being depressed no more. I'm not being fearful no more. But instead, we whisper to these things. Does anybody, let's be real with ourselves tonight. How many of us are whispering at a problem that we need to holler at? Because it's not, and I'm not talking about hollering by the decibels of our voice. I'm talking about the power of the spirit that resides in you. What is the spirit that we should be hollering with? This is the Holy Spirit we should be using towards these issues that we're dealing with. Because only the Holy Spirit can defeat these things that we're facing now. How many of y'all know there's so much demonic stuff happening in the world? There's so many strongholds. Uh, young adults are getting shot. Young adults are getting killed. Young adults are killing themselves. Young adults are doing drugs. Grown people are doing drugs. Grown people are doing this. Every, kids are doing drugs. Kids are, are killing themselves. There's so much demonic stuff, but yet we want to whisper to it. <laughs> because the thought is that it's bigger than me, so why, I can't, 
possibly do that. I can't possibly prophesy to that. I can't possibly say my family will be healed, that my mother will come off of drugs, that my father will come out of jail, and he will be renewed by the, by the ruin of his mind. I cannot possibly have that much power inside of me. But I came to tell somebody that if you thought you didn't have that power, it's actually a lie, and the lie is coming from hell. Can I, can I actually just talk to y'all tonight? Because I don't want you to come here and be like, please say something cute, please say something regular, give me three points in a poem. No, tonight we're going to talk about something. You may be whispering at your problems, and you may have to say it with your chest to some of these things. We're so fearful of the things that speak to us in our weakest moments. I'm reminded of the time where, you know, Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit. (laughs) He was led by the Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit led him to a dry place. Remember, we had talked about this a while ago. You know, the devil's not leading you to a dry place all the time. (laughs) It might be the Spirit of God. Because if the Spirit can lead the Messiah to the wilderness, who are we to think that we can't be led by the Spirit into a dry season? How many of y'all are experiencing a dry season? You don't hear God. You can't smell God. you like, God, where are you? God, where's my next job? Come on, let's keep it 100. Y'all, I told you, I'm not going to talk to nobody who's going to be quiet. If y'all are in a dry season, put your hand up saying, I'm in a dry season. And I want to tell you, the Spirit might have led you there. The Spirit may have led you there. And it's hard to accept that the Holy Spirit led me to a dry place, a place where I can't even hear him. Well, matter of fact, he may be leading you to a quiet place so you can hear him. Because we are distracted by so much noise. We are distracted by so many of our problems. We, we, man, the pandemic actually did us a favor because it caused us to be at home in the quietness and in the stillness. Isn't it sad that God had to send a global pandemic for you to get in your quiet time? How sad is that, that the people of God had to be shut in their homes in order for him, for us to hear him. Because we have been so consumed by what is going on in our culture, and we've been so consumed by what's going on in our lives. And I just heard the Spirit of God say this. uh, He he purposely kept us at home because there may be some issues at home that we've been being busy to escape from. We've been being busy saying, no, 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 I'm not going to deal with that in my house. I'm not going, my wife is mad at me. I'm not going to talk to her, whatever. I can just be busy. I can go to the gym. I can go do this. We really good at being busy, but we really bad at being still. When the Bible clearly says, be still and know that I am who? God. How will we know him if we never be still? How will we know his voice if we're never led by him into the wilderness? The wilderness is dry, yes, but the wilderness is really just quiet. In the wilderness, ain't nobody out there but you. In the wilderness, you may think that, oh, it's just, you're, we're so focused on the dry part, but I won't be able to drink water. But you actually might be connected to living water. But you won't go to the wilderness because the wilderness is a scary place. Oh, I don't want to go there. But what happens if we got some saints, some people of God who actually say, I will go to the wilderness willingly because the Spirit is the one that led me there. And if the Spirit led me there, it must be the one to protect me while I'm in the wilderness. It's an understanding of the fact that God is not going to lead me to a place where I will be hindered. He is only going to lead me to a place where I will grow. The wilderness is a growth. It's a growth place. And in the wilderness, we saw Jesus saying it with his chest. The devil came and he tried to tempt him and say, oh, yeah, if you be the son of man, turn these, bone, these, these rocks into bread and all this in the third. And Jesus started saying, uh, it is written. <laughs> That man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. He started saying it with his chest. And what do I mean by him saying with chest? He was using the power that was within him to confront what was around him. Some of us are using our quiet voice to deal with something that is smothering us. If somebody was suffocating you, would you be whispering to them? Get off of me. (laughs) Please leave me alone. And we think that because they're crushing our windpipe that we can't produce a loud decimal. But I came to tell you that if somebody's crushing your windpipe, you can still scream loud depending on your desperation to be heard. 
How desperate are you to be heard? Because just because I'm forcing, just because I got you in a headlock and I'm doing this, that, and the third to you, does not mean you cannot get a call out. Help! Help! You can do that. Even with somebody's uh, arm around your neck, you can get a call out, but it all depends on how desperate are you? Because a lot of us have submitted to things that we were meant to rule over. We have allowed our depression to put us into submission. We've allowed our anxiety to put us into submission. Like a UFC fight, we tapping out. Soon as depression comes, even though we shouted on the altar and we sang our favorite songs in the middle of our worship, soon as it shows up for a second, we say, man, I think I'm gonna tap out. This is too much. This is too much. Why don't we protect the things that we have conquered the way that we, that we protect the things that don't even matter? Why don't we protect our spiritual, our spiritual wins like we protect some of the material things that we own? I heard a pastor say, um, don't we put a, 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 a case on our phone? How many of y'all got cases on your phone? Y'all got cases on your phone? How come we don't put a case on us? <laughs> How come we don't put a case on our spirit? Because everything has access to us and that's why everything is driving us crazy because there's no protection, there's no covering that we're putting on ourselves. There's no spirit that we're saying, yeah, spirit, be a hedge of protection around me. Be a hedge of protection around me. And since we don't have any protection, that's why we whisper. That's why we whisper, Jesus, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm thinking about taking my life. Jesus, do you hear me? And the, the reality is, yes, he does. But do you hear him? Do you hear Jesus saying, I'm here. I never left you in the valley. I'm just close enough to whisper. <laughs> we think that God, we, we want to hear God say, I will protect you. But he might just be like, I got you. And that I got you sometimes is the best word you can hear. I got, when you hear somebody say, I got you, when you're going through something, you'd be like, man, I got some support. And it's not like, a, I got you. It's like, I got you. But we expect God to shout at us when, when he's close enough, we would be terrified if he shouted at us. We'd be like, oh, wait a minute, Lord. <laughs> You're kind of loud. We want God to scream at us when indeed he whispers. He whispers. So what are we doing with this knowledge? In order to be a true follower of Jesus, we must submit to the voice of God. We must submit to the voice of God, even if it leads us to a dry place. As a true Christian, <laughs> I'm finding this out more and more. The voice of God will make you submit to some stuff. It'll make you do some stuff that you are never comfortable. <laughs> You're never going to be comfortable. Like God be like, hey, go pay for that person's gas. God, they at the gas station just like I am, so they must got some money. <laughs> but the obedience is saying that that wasn't for them. This is for you. In order to be a true Christian, we must submit to the voice of God. The Bible says, the hand of the Lord was on, on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. And I talked about just a few minutes ago how this is a nice foreshadow to Luke 4 and 1, where Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. This sets the precedent that we are not exempt from the valley or the wilderness especially if Jesus is led there. We are not exempt from suffering. Jesus suffered way more than half of us have. We are not exempt from hurt. But it does not mean, here's a good part about this is, we don't serve a high priest that cannot be, cannot be touched by, the, by our infirmities. Jesus knows, I said this to the group, Jesus knows what it feels like to feel abandoned. Can I prove it to you? In the Bible, we see Jesus is at the pinnacle of his, of his transformation on the cross, and he hollers out, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Forsaken means where are you at? Dad, Dad, why have you left me? And the reality of the matter is God never left him, but Jesus shows us that the Son of Man knows what it feels like to be like, do you hear me calling out to you? Do you hear me screaming, God? Do you hear me suffering? Do you see me suffering? Jesus, the
the Messiah, Son of Man, knows what it feels like to, be, to feel abandoned. Not be abandoned, to feel abandoned. Does anybody feel abandoned? How many people are feeling abandoned? Isn't it good to know that it's just a feeling? It's not actually reality. It's only a feeling. It's not reality. The reality is that how can you escape someone who is omnipresent? How can you escape someone who has already put a hedge of protection around you? He covered you in the womb. How could he not cover you outside of the womb? We serve a God who is always a present help. It is us who have created this notion that God has left me. It is us because of circumstance. We believe that God is nowhere to be found. When in reality, he is closer than a friend. And because we have this, this relationship where we're like, no, God, because I don't hear you and because I don't see you, because I'm not going to submit to you, I'm in a valley, I'm in a wilderness, and we end up being in a dark place by ourselves. And we, let, we, we put ourselves there. Can we accept a little bit of responsibility for some of the stuff we've been through? I know this is, this is hard to hear, but I didn't hear from the Lord to give you something that would make you feel good. <laughs> the Lord said they need to say it with their chest, but they need to know, first of all, some of this stuff you're dealing with, you might have caused it out of disobedience. How many times have God told us something we'd be like, nah, <laughs> not today, Lord. Catch me next week. And that next week becomes next month. That next week becomes next year. That next week becomes, I feel like God told me something in my 20s and now in my 40s, I'm feeling a tug and a pull, but I never responded to it. So I don't really, was there a call that I missed from God? That's the worst missed call you wanna take. When God calls you to something and you miss it, I don't ever wanna miss the call of God on my life. I never want to miss what God has for me, but how can I not miss it? I have to always know his voice. I have to submit to his voice. I have to be obedient in every season, especially the hard ones. It's easy to be obedient in the good times, but how many of us are true saints of God that can be obedient when it's tough, when it's hard, when it hurts, when it's like, God, why would you even put me in this situation? And God might be like, you put you in this situation. <laughs> you put you in this situation. But since you're here, I'm still going to cover you. Oh, that's such good grace. That's, that's a clap moment for real. That even in the midst of what I'm going through, even though I put myself in harm's way, he still said, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to cover you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having, I'm having this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing drugs. But yeah, you're not going to overdose. <laughs> You having sex outside where like, yeah, but you're not going to get pregnant. I'm going to cover you. You're not going to get an STD. I'm going to cover you. And even if you do have any of those things, it's not a mistake or happenstance. It's not a mistake. It's actually something to maybe God is saying, like, I need you to wake up. <laughs> I really need you to wake up. If I have to give you more responsibility, uh, like ha having a kid or this, that, and third, because my mom had it, I'm going to give you some more responsibility so you can wake up and see what I have for you. Because everything else, I tried to teach you the regular way, but you only learn the hard way. <laughs> Ooh, it's quiet in here and I'm okay with it. I'm okay preaching to people who don't want to talk to me. I used to preach in empty rooms during the quarantine. I used to preach to two good people, my mama and maybe my grandmother at my old church. So y'all being quiet don't mean nothing to me. You know what it means? It means that y'all is listening. <laughs> Not only are you listening, but you might be fighting something by the words that I'm saying. And I want you to know that that's okay. It's okay. God is convicting you in this moment saying, fix this, son. Fix this, daughter. You don't have to keep doing this stuff. You don't have to, you don't have to keep whispering to problems. You can say them with your chest. You can be angry about the devil messing with you. You can holler out and scream, but as long as you holler and scream in my name, that's when I'll step in. That's when I'll move on your behalf. When you say, God, in the name of Jesus, I speak that this anxiety go. That's when heaven gets riled up and say, here we come. <laughs> but you got 
you got to CC God on that problem. <laughs> you got to CC him on that problem. Because if you're declaring stuff by yourself, oh, just like the sons of Sceva in the Bible, they were saying, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like preaching today. In the name of Jesus, who Pastor Lincoln yells about. <laughs> Be, be loosed in the name of Jesus that Pastor Lincoln talks about and that Pastor Dave talks about and Pastor Lori preaches about. And you know what the demon said to those guys? It said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Imagine if your depression said to you, Jesus I know, <laughs> Paul I know, but who are you? You have no authority over me. Imagine if your depression, your sin said, Jesus I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? Because we are, we're saying in the name of Jesus, or in the name of Jesus, according to my pastor preaches it, or who Stephen Furtick talks about, or who Michael Todd talks about, can you please heal me? We asking for somebody, <laughs> you basically asking, so the, the one that Pastor Lincoln talked about, you asking me, my relationship to God, to be potent enough for your relationship with God. Because I don't have a relationship with Jesus, can somebody who has a relationship with Jesus fight for me instead? Oh my goodness. Oh, y'all know, I know y'all mad. I'm mad too. <laughs> I'm upset because I'm tired of people proclaiming things without relationship. And that's the result of what's going on now. So much hell is going on in, uh, in earth because we're not unlocking heaven. So much hell is on earth because we won't ask God to step in. We won't CC him on our prayers. We won't CC him on our deliverance. We're just saying, I can handle it, or somebody else who preaches can handle it. Please do it for me. We is kind of lazy <laughs> because this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. This kind of demon only comes out by, this kind of generational curse can only be broken by prayer and fasting. When did the church, when did, when did we become so like, eh, if he do it, he do it. If he heals me, he heals me. No, 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 no. I remember when my grandmother would be in church praying till something busted out and happened. I remember when my mother was like, yeah, we're going to sit here until God answers. And we would literally sit there until God moved on our behalf. And we didn't just sit there saying, well, hope you show up. No, my mother and my grandmother were saying, yeah, in the name of Jesus, fix this situation because only you can. We call on you right now to step into this moment, step into our time and, and rebuke this thing. We can't rebuke it by ourselves. Only you can do it. What happened to those type of prayers? Is it because of the absence of the power of the Holy Spirit? No, he didn't leave. We just didn't gain, we didn't gain him. We got saved and we said, that's it. I'm saved. That's it. No, being saved is like, so they talk about how the Bible, heaven celebrates when, you're, when you receive Jesus Christ, your personal savior. But I wanna challenge you, hell is alerted too. <laughs> Hell is, is, yeah, yeah, well, fresh one. <laughs> we sing hell lost another one, I am free, but how many of us is actually free? We just got saved or had an emotional response. As soon as we got saved and we stepped outside these doors, outside of the church, we went right back to what we was doing beforehand. Or when trouble came, we said, nah, I'm going back. It was easier to comply. It was easier to do this. It was easier to just be in sin than be saved than be a follower of Jesus Christ. I think we need to realize that just as heaven is alerted, hell is alerted. Usually when you get saved, all hell break loose for real. <laughs> You'd be like, I just got saved. I want to follow Jesus. And you'd be like, why do I feel all these urges to go backwards? That's the point. <laughs> Salvation is you got to keep going. <laughs> You got to keep growing. Got to keep getting better. Got to keep learning more about yourself, learning more about your relationship with God. Y'all with me? Yeah, you got to learn more about your relationship with God after salvation. You can't just be like, I'm saved and just be like, bloop. It's almost like, thank you for that special gift. I'm not going to give you nothing back. What are you doing with your life to honor the gift that God gave you, which is salvation, his son? What are we doing with 
the gift of salvation? Are we just saying, yeah, this is cool? Or are we actually going and attacking some stuff that needs to be attacked? Because salvation was for you in that moment, but what about your mom? What about your dad? What about your brother? What about your aunt, uncle? What about all your other family members that's not saved? What about some of your friends that's not saved? The invite to church is so much easier now. You can click a link. <laughs> you, know, you want to sit with me in church? You don't want to come? Here's the link. That's how easy it is. That's how easy it is, y'all. I told, I told our, our team, I'm not building no more weak Christians. <laughs> not no more. And I know a lot of people say, this generation is lost. No, we not. Not up in here. Not at 7 p.m. every Wednesday night. New Life YA is acting up for God. But the mission is not for y'all to just be okay. The mission is for y'all to go out of these doors and be like, you need a friend? <laughs> you need somebody? You need prayer? You need this? You need that? We are supposed to be givers, not stingy with what we've gotten. We should be giving back everything that God has given us. We should be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And we whisper about that too. Everybody else is saying it with their chest except for us. That's why we end up doing crystals, tarot cards, uh, all this other crazy stuff. We serving rocks, we serving the wind, we serving the universe. And that's, all that stuff is loud. And we like, oh. Jesus is still king. I'm just keeping it real, y'all. <laughs> I'm so serious right now. We, we, don't, we don't say it with our chest when it comes to that. When other people bring their, their, their stuff to us, I'm not saying for you to be aggressive, like you're going to hell, that ain't Jesus. I'm saying when people bring stuff to you and they're aggressive, maybe you should be like, hey, I'm not about that. I actually serve this guy named Jesus. He's real cool. You should try him out. You know how you serve in a rock? The Jesus that I serve actually moved a rock out of the way to get my victory. He, he moved the stone in front of the tomb. That's the God that I serve. Can I introduce you to him? <laughs> he loves you more than that rock could ever could. You know that universe you serve in? Check this. I know the CEO of the universe. Can I introduce you to him? Now see how simple and playful that was? Right there, somebody be like, CEO, tell me about him. <laughs> you don't have to fight aggression with aggression all the time. But what I will say is, don't fight demonic stuff without aggression. <laughs> demonic stuff? No, no, no. Use aggression. Use force. Because the devil don't play fair. So open up your mouth and proclaim the uh-uh. It is written. Oh, no, 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 devil. You're not going to come up in my house. You're not going to be in my car. <laughs> You're not going to torment my child. You're not going to keep these generational curses in my family. No, no, no. You need to be just as aggressive with demonic stuff as it is to you. You, you don't need to whisper to demonic stuff. You need to shout it out like a fool like a crazy person. You need to be like, we are not doing this no more, devil. Hop up out of my house. You've been in my bedroom. You've been in my mind. You've been tormenting me. I'm not having no more nightmares, thus saith the Lord, tonight. And watch it not get up out of your place. But if we don't know how to say it with our chest, we'll just be whispering, Father God, according to Pastor Lincoln, can you please do this in my life? How many people in here really want to, to I mean, to, I, uh, I mean this thing. How many of y'all actually want to fight the devil? Like, for real, fight it. Like, you upset every time something demonic, like, you irritated every time he bothers you. You upset, you frustrated every time he attacks your family. Because only that level of frustration, only that level of anger, only that level of irritate can get you to be equipped to say it with your chest. Somebody say, say it with your chest. How do I say it with my chest, Pastor Lincoln? You need two things, and I want you to write these down. The first thing is power. You need power. Write that down. What's the two things I need to say it with my chest? Power. Number one. Whose power do I need? 
Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The first thing you need is power. That's the first substance you need. And how many of us is walking around saying, Holy Ghost, and he not in there? Spirit, please do something. And as soon as the devil knock on the door, easy access. How can we get stronger if we aren't looking for the power of the Holy Spirit? I mean, no, the, yeah, Pastor Lori said the Holy Ghost. That's the one I talk about. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost, the one that Grandmama used to, used to preach about, uh, the Holy Ghost. How many of y'all need the Holy Ghost? You want the power of the Holy Ghost. So Antoine wants the power of the Holy Ghost. You want the power of the Holy Ghost, Antoine? What you got, whatever it is going on in your life, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you have the power to call it as it is, to say it will not run in my family. It actually stops here. We done with it. I'm canceling that. If I'm gonna cancel anything, I'm gonna cancel this demonic stronghold on my family because I'm not gonna go on my knees and be afraid of the devil when I got power over him. I got power over him. I'm not going to negotiate with somebody who has no power in the negotiation. The devil should not have power in your negotiation. The devil should not have a louder voice than the voice of God. And if the voice of God is the one that you hear the loudest, the voice of God, when you say in the name of Jesus, Jesus and the angels saying, we got you. Keep praying. Keep praying. We got you. You keep calling out. We'll come down from heaven and tear the devil up. And you need to have that type of power inside of you. And what is that power? The power of the Holy Ghost. That's that power. That power is not just on reserve for seasoned, for seasoned saints. That's not just a reserve for our grandmothers and our grandparents and our uncles and our aunts and our moms and dads. No, no, no. That power you can catch when you're 12. That power you can catch when you're 15. That's the power you can catch right now. I feel that power right now creeping up on me. I'm trying to tell somebody that you have the power to call things as they are. You got the power to speak against it, but it, call it by name. Call it by name. Don't say, oh, spirit, whatever you are. Depression, back up. Anxiety, be loosed. Cancer, go. Call it by name. I'm sick of literally allowing the devil to talk to us and we, and we having conversations with him. I'm not conversating with you. I'm rebuking you. I'm not having a conversation with you. I'm rebuking you because whatever you're saying is a lie. Whatever you're saying is going to twist me into a, a fabricated story. No, no, no. I'm not going to let you lie to me. I'm just going to tell you the truth. No, 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 devil. You lost. No, no, no. You don't, hold, you don't have a hold over me. When I said yes to Jesus, my eternity changed. So you don't have a hold of me. Hell lost another one, and I was the one that lost. But if we continue to say, to, to just whisper and not say it with our chest, we will end up in situations that we were never meant to be in. We'll end up in chains that we were meant to break, that we were meant to break, that we were meant to break. God has put you in that family, into that situation to break that chain, and you're trying to run away from it. God has put you in that place for you to break the mold, but you're trying to run away from it. We're running away from our calling. We're running away from this. We're running away from that. We're running away from everything that is really trying to catch up and catch us. We're like, no, no, no. I don't want that because it's too hard. It's too complicated. It's going to take, too, it's going to take fasting. It's going to take praying. It's going to take falling on my knees. It's going to take uh, anointing my house with oil. It's going to take all these things. It's going to take all of that and more for some of the stuff that you face. Is y'all hearing me today? Do y'all feel like, like, like you really want to fight the devil? Or are we just going to be in another service listening to another sermon saying, I'll try it next week? Yeah. How many of us came to fight tonight? 
Yeah, 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 that's cool, that's cute. But you're not proving it. If you came to fight, you'd be on your feet shouting, I came to fight. You'd be clapping your hands. You'd be shouting on high. You'd be saying, I'm not going to deal with any more demonic things. You think you can hold my family? You can't hold my family. You can't have my daughter. You can't have my son. You can't have my mother. You can't have any of that, devil. I'm coming against you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you by the power of the Holy Ghost saying I will be free. My family will be free. My daughter won't have to deal with it. My son won't have to deal with it. I break the chain right now in the name of Jesus. If that's you I'm talking about, open up your mouth. Start giving them a praise. Act like it's for you. Act like it's for your daughter. That's the kind of power you got to get from Ohio. That's the kind of power that we have access to. That's the kind of power that God sent to us. You will be endued with power. And if he's going to endure us with power, we need to open up our minds, open up our hearts saying, I receive the power of the Holy Ghost so I can fight hell and every demon it try to bring up. That's what we need to accept. That's what we need to accept. Don't be afraid of it. Accept it. The Bible simply said you will be endued with power. I'm going to give it to you. You just got to receive it. You got to receive it. And when you receive it, you can say it with your chest. You ain't got to be afraid of this stuff. You ain't got to be afraid of what's going on in the world. Oh, the world is crazy. I'm not in the world. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not involved with that. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I'm in it, but I'm, I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I don't fool everybody like that, but I am definitely going to fall on my knees for it. I'm definitely going to call it out. I'm definitely going to pray. I'm definitely going to seek. Y'all, hear me. If you don't hear anything, hear this. We have the power to shift a generational curse. People are saying this generation is lost. We have the power to reverse the curse. We have the power, and the power is not our power, it's the Holy Spirit. We have the power to reverse the curse. They say our generation is lost. This generation don't know Jesus, but we have the power, the information, the influence to say, no, 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 every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, because I know Jesus and you can know him too. And he loves you. That's the power that we have. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And you need the power of faith. You need faith. That's the second thing. Power and faith. Power and faith. I got the power of the Holy Spirit. But if I ain't got no faith in the power that I have, then it means nothing. It means nothing. By faith, you can tell this mountain to move. By faith, you can tell this thing be quiet. By faith, you can do by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Some of us are trying to have the power but have no faith. And that's how we're shouting out and we end up like the sons of Sceva saying, in the name of Jesus, you ain't got no power and you don't even believe in what you proclaim it. And that's how the devil gets us. That's how the enemy wins. When we don't have any power and we, when we don't have any faith. And you can use them at separate times. You can use power in those powerful moments like we did just a few moments ago to proclaim things. But sometimes you just need the power of faith to believe that you can make it through this valley, that you can make it through this, through this desert. Just the power of faith. I believe if God put me here, he must be able to see me through it. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. So you need power and you need faith. You need power and you need faith your faith. Tonight, I want us to make a shift in our minds and in our spirits. Because if we don't make this shift, it's just going back to normal. It's just going back to nothing. It's going back to run-of-the-mill Christianity. Jesus did not say, I will undo you with power. 
for no reason. He wanted to equip us, not only with the power, but with the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. It's high time that we accept our role in this battle. I'm a child of God. That's who I am. I have the power. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I have the power to loose something in heaven and loose it in earth, to bind something in heaven and bind it on earth. I have the power to rebuke demons from my family, from me, from my child. I have that power because I have the faith in the one who's given me the power. I got faith. Does anybody got faith tonight? Anybody got faith? I got faith. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, if you feel comfortable, I just want you to surround this altar. Just from there to there. I want us to come to the altar. If you feel comfortable, you feel safe feel safe. I don't want you to feel unsafe. Worship team, y'all good for right now. Just stay there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, can you take this? This is a moment. And um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm praying right now because there's a lot of stuff in this room. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff in this room, Tom. It's a lot of hurt in this room. It's a lot of fear in this room. It's a lot of stubbornness in this room. Like, nah, God didn't do it before. He's definitely not going to do it now. He didn't hear me when I was 12. He's not going to hear me when I'm 24, 26, 27, 28, 30. He's not going to hear me. He didn't hear me when I was single. He didn't hear. He's not going to hear me while I'm with somebody. He didn't hear me before I had the baby. He's definitely not going to hear me after I had the baby. A lot of stuff in this room. But can I tell you, you at the perfect place for a drop-off. <laughs> you at the perfect place for a drop-off. The altar, known as the burning place. In the patriarchal times, they would bring a sacrificial lamb, a sacrificial oxen, whatever it was. And they would sacrifice in honor of God and say, God, I need this, God, I need that. Isn't it good to know that you don't have to sacrifice, go get a goat, go get a lamb in order to talk to God? I don't even know where to get a lamb from. www.getalamb.com. <laughs> that way, I knew. There's a few pastors around here. You're right, you're right. Isn't it good to know that you don't have to go get your best gift? You don't have to bring your son to the altar to sacrifice them. You don't have to bring your daughter to the altar to sacrifice them. You just have to open up your mouth and believe in your heart and say sincerely, God, I need you. There's something in me that only you can fix. I've been trying to fix it by myself. I want to say it with my chest. I want to proclaim but right now, I feel like I'm in the hardest season of my life. Everything is hard. Everything is tough. Dating is tough. Being a single mom is tough. Being a single dad is tough. Being a single man, woman is tough. My shame is overcoming me because I made a mistake. My shame is shaming me. My past is creeping up on me. Somebody left me and I didn't forgive them. Somebody said something negative to me or spoke ill will against me and I never forgave them. Because forgiveness is not for them, the forgiveness is for me. Because while they're out doing what they're doing, I'm over here thinking about everything they did to me, how they hurt me, how they shunned me. But I want to learn how to forgive tonight so that I can be loosed from all of this stuff. I'm tired of crying over spilled milk. 
I'm tired of it. I've given it way too much attention. I've given it half of my life. How can I give God my life if I'm giving all of my anxiety, my depression, all of my problems my life? How can I give a gift to the giver? forget about who's around you you say God in this moment I'm here I don't care who's looking I don't care who's in the room I don't care what's going on I'm so tired of this stuff and I'm tired of it I'm tired enough to give it to you yeah 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 I just want to raise my hands God I just want to close my eyes I just want to worship for a minute I just want to get in your presence I'm tired of it I'm tired of it I'm tired of it I just want to lose it I'm tired of it I'm tired of it I'm tired of it I just want to give it to you I'm tired of carrying it it's making me sick and I want to be healthy I just want to give you a gift and the gift I'm giving you is my past the gift I'm giving you is my shame. The gift I'm giving you is my hurt. And I know that it's a gift to you because you can burn it and consume it. And I don't even have to smell its embers anymore. When you consume something, it is completely consumed. It's gone. It's forgiven. It's forgiven. Remember me? It's been a while. I just want to tell you I'm sorry. I still believe in you. I still believe that you died and you rose from the grave. I still believe. Forgive me. I've been away for a while. But tonight, I want to give you back my life. I want to give you back my life. You gave me life, but I want to give you back my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, let's say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to be saved. I want to be free. I give my life to you. I believe that you died and you rose from the grave just for me. And because of that, I am free. I am free. Thank you for freeing me thank you thank you yeah 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 if you free give him a hand clap if you free if you feel that freedom give him joy if you're free you're free let me tell you something yeah I, <laughs> woo, I feel something I, let me tell you something when God forgives you don't you worry about who don't forgive you Woo! When God says it's done, don't worry about who's saying no, it's still going on. No, 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 no. I got papers to prove that God has forgiven me. God has forgiven me. Yeah, yeah. You can say what you want about my past. You can try to hold my shame over me, but I serve a God who threw my shame in a fiery lake and burned it. I serve a God who said when I am free and he who the sun sets free. Woo! is free indeed yeah yeah don't you let the devil tell you oh no it ain't real no it's real <laughs> yeah you tell the devil you're gonna learn today <laughs> i'm gonna say it with my chest i'm gonna let the devil i don't care if i have to wake up each morning and say devil you lost another one yeah 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 when that ex try to holler at you again uh -uh. <laughs> i'm free homie <laughs> i'm free yeah. Y'all, this stuff, these moments are so important. Online, these moments are so important. It's cool to come in here and be like, oh, New Life YA, it's Wednesday. But if there's no life change, this is just lip service. This is a place of life change. You should feel your life, <laughs> you should feel your life shifting every time you step into the door. Oh, I feel something happening in here. I feel like something is changing every time you step into the house of God. You should feel empowered every time. And you should feel empowered after you leave too. 
So yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep this thing right here in, in, in New Life. I'm gonna take this home. I'm gonna put it in my car. If I have to hang it from my rear view mirror, I'm gonna do it. I want you to protect your freedom the way you protect your material things. I want you to protect your freedom. Your freedom in Jesus, I want you to protect it the way that you protect your material things. Okay? I want you to speak against this stuff. If something is on your mind or something is tormenting you, you tell it, shut up in the name of Jesus that I pray to. I ain't worried about Paul. I ain't worried about Jesus. I'm praying to him. In the name of Jesus that I pray to. Be loose. Be quiet. Hush. Get out. know what happened to you hurt I know what happened to you was awful and I know that your bitterness about the situation has given you comfort for so long but now you need to trade your bitterness for God's peace that bitterness I know being bitter being petty has kept you comfy kept you like oh I got my bitterness I got my pettiness at least I can be bitter to the person who left me I can be bitter to the person who talked about me but you the only one thinking about it. They done moved on. I mean, can I keep it real? They, they moved on. We're the ones tossing and turning about this stuff. We're the ones writing in our journal. I hope they have. We're the ones keeping this stuff inside of us. But I speak a spirit of release in this house tonight, like a release like never before. I hope that this release hits you in the chest, hits you in the heart while you leave it here, while you stand there. If tears begin to fall, I pray that them tears bust out of you because it's going to be a spirit of release on your life. I pray a spirit of release happen to you the rest of the, the year. Every time you think about that person, I hope you just start crying saying, but I'm free. I'm free. Every time you think about that shame, you start crying, not because of the shame, but saying, I'm free from that. I'm free from that thing. Woo! Hear the word of the Lord. Yeah, hear the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord says you are free. And when you feel like you have no breath, Say, come breath from the four winds and breathe into me that I may live. I pray that in this moment before we leave and before we head out, I just want to pray a, a blessing over you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your comforter be over them right now. I pray that this moment be a life changing moment let this moment let this move that you're doing right now shift them into your calling and your purpose for them let them trade their bitterness for your peace let them play trade their shame for your love and for your grace and protect them as they go Protect them as they sleep. Protect them as they drive on the highways. Protect them at their jobs. God, we thank you for what you're doing in them. Oh, my God, but we thank you for what you're going to do through them. We thank you for what you're going to do through them. We thank you for the better stories that were created tonight. Lord, we love you. And we give your name the honor and glory and all the praise. And the people of God shouted amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you.